Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. My name is Carlos Smith, and I have another special guest with me right now. We were actually getting ready to leave Charleston, but then a very special guest, somebody that's very important to us, walked in, Miss Crystal Simmons. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. So for the people that don't know, go ahead and tell them a little bit about me. Okay. Well, I am Representative Crystal Simmons. I am a State House Rep for District 117 here in Berkeley and Charleston County for the State House in Columbia. Um, and I pretty much represent you guys making, amending, and creating laws. Absolutely. And and how, how tough is that to, to make laws? So much going on. How much control do you actually have in the say-so? So actually, we have a lot of control as far as the say-so. Um, you know, one thing I've learned through this process is that it's never... It's never you're never involved enough. Um, a lot of people think that it takes some great magical power, but really anybody can come up with an idea for a law. Um, you can call me and say, "Look, something is going on in my neighborhood, and we need to take care of it." And I have a research team that will research and help me figure out if there's already th- anything existing that we can build off of, or if we need to create something new all together. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to the house, and we vote on it, and things like that. So. So what actually made you want to get into politics? Because a lot of people don't really pay attention to it as much as we should. But what made you really want to get into politics? Well, as a young African-American woman, um, I'm a random reader, kind of nerdy, just a little bit. I like to read as well. um, I was reading about midterm elections and why they were important because we always hear about the presidential election. But in between presidential elections, there's another election called the midterm elections. Mm -hmm. And that's where you vote on the people who actually affect the things that create where you live. I mean, the laws that you live by in your everyday life, those are created by the midterm elections. The mm-hmm. presidential election is way up here. That's not as close to home as the other one. Absolutely. Okay, so welcome back. So can you tell us again, Ms. Crystal, how long does it take when, you, when you're looking for, to pass a law? How long does that take to actually get something done? Um, it can take anywhere from few days to over a year because it just depends on how the people in the house feel about it. The house is composed of 124 members that represent the districts in the state and we pretty much will vote on it. But sometimes you get something that's not as easy or black and white. People have a lot of opinions about it. That will keep it in limbo a lot longer and you might have to keep going back and forth and back and forth. So really there's no set time, but it just varies depending on what we're talking about. So would you say that we need to pay more attention to the local elections instead of the presidential? I would definitely say that. So how this works is the president, he he's up here. So he creates um, laws for the whole country. So if you will, he creates laws for each state. Mm -hmm. Your governor is kind of like the president of your state. They determine how the laws that he created are enacted in your state. Mm-hmm. And then your local legislature, like what I'm in, the Senate and the House, we take that and build off. You see how it keeps breaking down until mm-hmm. smaller bites, until it finally gets to the people. So what you need to do is you need to look up who's representing your area. And you can literally Google who's my representative and put your address in and it will tell you. And then you can click on their name and see their voting record, what they voted yes to, what they voted no to. And if you don't feel like it's somebody representing you and you feel like you could do a better job, then that's an incentive maybe for you to get more involved. And our young people, I really, really encourage them to become more involved because these are the laws that we're creating now 
that will be around for a lot for lifetimes. I mean, some of these laws have been on the books forever. Mm -hmm. And I saw Angela Ross. She said something one time about you know we don't a lot of times we don't pay attention to politics, but even when we're not paying attention. It's still laws being passed that mm -hmm. really affect us. Yes. So she's saying that's why she said that we really need to pay attention because stuff behind our back that we think might not affect us, mm -hmm. it really does. So so when you see things that <coughs> you don't believe actually are good for the people, what what do you do they let you come in and say, No, this is not right, or do they still override what you say? No, so you get to you mean there's times where you can voice your opinions. There's some rules and stuff to how we work and operate. But I mean, yes, I mean, you can stand on top of your head if you need to and yell it mm -hmm. from the mountaintop like, look, this is not good. Um, ultimately, it comes down to a vote, whether or not you have enough people who agree with you to mm -hmm. actually stop it or pass it. So if it's something you don't want, of course, you want to stop it. So you're just hoping that out of 124 members, you have enough majority to, to stop whatever's going on that you don't want. How much are, do they tell you not to speak out against other members in the house no. or do you or are you free to say whatever we're free to say whatever free to say whatever do, do you guys have any kind of contact with president trump or no we do not none at all no unless you go to one of his rallies we do, we never see him mm. yeah so that's a common misconception right everybody thinks i get a lot of emails like build a wall yeah well that's not it's not even in state government i mean wrong yeah. wrong level Right, that's the federal. Talk about this wall thing, though. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I watch some interviews, and of course, I've seen some wealthy billionaires say the wall is not going to do anything. But what? Why do why are people so? And why is the president so fixated on building a wall? Um, <clears throat> I would say that the wall for them that want it is is merely their means of getting to that end. You know, if I asked you what is the best way to set this light up, you might say. Use the stand. Mm -hmm. I might say, let's attach it to the wall. Right. But either one of us could be one could be better, one could not be better. But it's it's a really a matter of opinion. Mm -hmm. And so the problem in the fight is is that he's using the money from Americans to do something that he doesn't have total agreement on. Mm -hmm. So really, it's like me saying, "Hey, give me five hundred dollars of your money," and you're like, "No, wait, what are you using it for?" I'm like, "Man, just give it here. I need to use it anyway." Mm -hmm. Regardless of if you exactly. agree with what I'm using it for or not, I still, still want your money. Yeah. yeah, like I think that's the part of contention in Democrats, or I wouldn't I wouldn't even say Democrats. People who don't want the wall, they feel like it's a one sided fix. It's not really gonna secure the border. Do we all want border security? Yes. Mm -hmm. But do we all agree on how? No. Yeah. And it's like I just it's a lot of stuff we just don't agree with. And like you saying with the money, you don't really the money, what is used for it, and I think that's why a lot of people have trouble trusting politicians. But why? How is it any way that we can see why money is actually going? Like when we pay taxes or anything, is it any way that we have that we can look at and say, okay, our money is going towards this, what we we want to go to? Yeah, I will give you the the good answer and the bad, right? So yes, it's available. All of that information is public, but it takes. A lot of digging sometimes to find out all the details of where they go. Now, a lot of people, the, the regular person, either doesn't have time or doesn't want to dig for those details. Right. So you entrust that to somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times we don't find out until it's too late if it's been mismanaged, right? We hear it on the news first. So <clears throat> I, I, also, I always encourage people to create watchdog groups. If there's something in your neighborhood 
or locally that you really want to keep an eye on where they're spending the money or how they're spending the money. Um, and these watchdog groups, a lot of times, will dig into those details and, and bring that information back out to people so that you guys can know on a, on a more even plane what's going on. Okay, so um, another thing that we have we have trouble figuring out as far as the president is well impeachment. Talk about impeachment because we we see this now where um. I forgive, forgive me, I forgot his name that's on, on trial right now. Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, it was singing like a bird. Exactly. So he's telling every everything now. So is it really worth with one more year left? I mean, election year is next year. Is it really worth, should we still be trying to push for impeachment at this time? I mean, I don't know. I'm not that versed in impeachment, I will say that, but I don't, I, I think if they haven't impeached him now, they're not going to before yeah, his term exactly. is over. I, that's just my personal opinion. Factually, I don't know what they're going to do, but I feel like if they could have done it, they would have. They would have done it by now. But yeah, and I was one. It just like, what's the point now? I like we have one more year. I mean, it could it could get worse. Things could get worse. Let me tell you a few things that Donald Trump did right. Okay. A few things that he did correctly was that he riled up enough of the sleeping voters to now be involved. People are now paying attention more than they ever were before. Mm -hmm. Because they are so flabbergasted. He has polarized this country. Mm -hmm. You are either this way or that way Absolutely. and nowhere in between. And so people are waking up. He done shook them. They done woke up. And not only that, but the one thing he taught us is that the requirements are only the requirements. Mm -hmm. You have to be over 35. You have to be a U.S. citizen. And I think there's one other thing. So nothing else. No people, experience. People yeah. always think that they got to have this long resume. Even for my position for the state house in your local government, read the require Google what the requirement. If you feel like there's a position that you would be better suited for than whoever is in it, Google what the requirements are. Mm -hmm. And then don't let nobody stop you if you meet them. Sometimes lack of experience can be um, can be an asset because you bring a fresh vision, you bring a fresh field of focus, and you're not biased to any different degree. So don't let people downplay the fact that you don't have any experience because that could actually be what makes you better. But is that a good thing? Because now it's kind of like it kind of opened the floodgates to anybody that wants to run now. So is it good that you always want the power to be with the people? Okay. What you don't want is to give all the power to one person and they make decisions for everybody that you don't like. Right. Mm -hmm. So you always want to give the power back to the people. That's my advice. Of course, mm -hmm. some people might disagree, mm -hmm. but would you rather me tell y'all what to do or would you rather be able to choose for yourself? Choose for yourself. You'd rather be able to choose for yourself. So you want to open the floodgates. Everybody's mm -hmm. not going to run. That's true. Everybody ain't built for it. Everybody's lives ain't set up for that. So it's not going to happen anyway. But you want people who are interested to run because these are the positions where you need somebody who cares about the issues that relate to you. Mm -hmm. You don't want just people who want power and but, status. But for many of us, we don't feel like President Trump cares about our people. Like like the things like the, the things that he spews out and some of the stuff that was in Cohen's statement was like, I would never this is somewhere only about Chicago, this is on someone somebody black will stay. Things like this, like he doesn't really care about the African American community. And then you've heard things about in the past where he didn't he he denied certain African Americans uh, home mm -hmm. housing back in the seventies and stuff like that. Well, so he's his own best master. So mm -hmm. 
The only thing we can do now is come out in 2020 and vote him out. Could you could you see him winning again, though? If people don't step up to the plate, yeah. I could see him winning again. Um, I will... I mean, just some hard truths about being an African-American is that we're good at punishing our own people first. Mm-hmm. And we're harder on our own people than anybody else's. And so, you know, to stand out or to just be anti, we'll side with somebody like him and just look crazy mm-hmm. and be okay with it and justify it too. Yeah. I, th- I think one of the things that I saw on David Banner, a rapper, he, he said, like in a sense, know. was that Trump getting elected might have been one of the best things to happen to us because now he's letting us know where he stands. So now it's like the racism is not hidden. So either you're with him or you're against him. And it's like now <coughs> we have to come and help and protect our own people, you know, support each other mm-hmm. instead of depending on the government, which was one of the things that he said as well. Right. I definitely agree with David Banner. I like David Banner. Me, t- Very me well too. Spoken. So I, I don't think he, I don't think David Banner will run for president. I don't think he should. Not, not that he's not dope, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think that he should. But again, you know, you just never can tell. I, my opinion on who will win is that I think a lot of people, Republican and Democrat alike, are sick of Trump. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a lot of Republicans who don't like him the more we do. And But do they come out enough publicly and say, speak out against him instead of behind closed doors? Because I think that would I, well, help I don't well. know personally if everybody does, but you mm-hmm. know, I mean, I can't know that to that degree. However, what we have to do on the other side is we have to run our own race. We don't want somebody who's going to get back into a back and forth with him because mm-hmm. we're not looking for another him. Exactly. And so we just have to be mindful that whenever people start closing arguments about presidents and presidential candidates and even prior presidents, is that. We've never had a president that everybody likes. Absolutely. And we're never going to have a president that everybody likes. But we have to pick somebody who embodies the morals, the the what we want them to look and feel like, what represents us. We have to pick somebody who represents us well and stop looking for perfection. We are never going to find it if mm-hmm. we're looking for perfection. Do you feel like with, with President Obama leaving office that, in a sense, we were just satisfied with just seeing a black president in office instead of seeing more or do you feel like he did all that he could to I help? feel like we were satisfied with seeing a black man in office and, and I'm okay with that to the to the to the tune of messaging which is something I talk a lot about in this shop mm-hmm. is messaging is important because until you see somebody who looks like you and feels like you a lot of times you think it's unattainable mm-hmm. uh, like me I when I when I go up to the house they think I'm a page because they say I look so young mm-hmm. and they never really think I'm a house member but to somebody else out there young, I mean, I wear a dress and tennis shoes. I would wear a dress mm-hmm. and tennis shoes because I want to be comfortable. But to them, that looks young. And if that will inspire somebody else young, I mean, you only have to be 21. You don't have to wait till you're 35. You, if you meet the requirements and you feel like you're intelligent enough, put your name in the hat. Don't, don't wait. You don't got to wait to get old. Why? Your whole life is ahead of you. And I think that's how a lot of might look at it. Like you have to be old and corny. No. It's not because it's not something that's kind of interesting to a lot when of people. When we had sneaker and dress day, I wore my red dress with my red J's. My Jordan 11. Nothing wrong with it. And I was fresh to death on mm-hmm. the floor in the house. Do, do, do you ever get a look in the house like 
people look at you like, does she belong here? Like, why are you here? Oh, they look at me like that all the time. I don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. I can't worry about it. Listen, I always say rock your weirdness, mm -hmm. right? Weird is what you make it. All of us look how we look. We're comfortable. I work best when I'm comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right, don't you? Absolutely. If yeah. I put you in something that was too tight and you was spent your whole day doing this, you can't pay attention to what I'm saying. Right. You don't know. So for me, I work best when I'm comfortable. So I think part of it is being comfortable in your own skin. You know, you don't need permission from other people to be who you are. Mm -hmm. And we have got to stop. You don't have to prove to them that you're the best cameraman because you look like the best cameraman. Because mm -hmm. you might look like the best cameraman. Your shot might be blurred, <laughs> right? I mean, which one is important? You look the part, or, or that you're able to do the job? Able to get the job done. Okay. Absolutely. That, that's all. That's very important. But I want to know something else. Why is it any way for the state of South Carolina to to not be a Republican state? How 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 could we change that? Just um, out of curiosity. We have to get our our base riled up. The Democratic base. We have people have to go out and vote. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's as simple as that. You don't if you don't think for one second that they don't count on us being lazy and slowful to go vote, then you are crazy. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but being diligent. When you register for absentee ballot, or when you go vote, and if you vote and phone in or something, you need to verify that it made it. Because mm -hmm. if people are they play dirty now, mm -hmm. they will hide your stuff or lose your stuff or get rid of your that, stuff. That's what happened in Georgia. You know, they were trying mm -hmm. to hold, and a lot of them were black vote vote. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what we'll do. We'll say, well, we did it, and then we leave it out there. But if you really want to make sure, you want to make sure I paid you, I guarantee you're going to check your bank account the next day to see if that money is Absolutely. Oh, absolutely now. So the same way you're going to do that is the same way you need to get out and vote. Um, you know, all these areas, uh, only about 10% of people vote. Um, we've had towns as little as 4% people vote. Mm. That ain't nothing. That's, That's like crazy. 287 people for that town that voted and you know it's sad but we in order for us to change the state we have to really get involved right. we have to get involved and if we don't know how we need to go ask somebody who who we think can tell us how what's what's one law that we need to pay more attention to that absolutely affects us right now instead of just something worrying about what the president is doing like what's something like we're, we're from Spartan, in the Spartanburg area, but what is a law like in the state of South Carolina that we absolutely need to be paying attention to that's affecting us? Uh, right now, a law that is going to affect everybody that will actually come to the House floor next week is Bill Number Thirty Seven Fifty Nine, and it is the Education Reform Bill. And the way they're doing education in the state and funding it, they're trying to change it because right now we're last and we're failing in so many different areas, mm -hmm. but. There's a lot of facets to that bill that people have problems with. It has been, it's changed shape quite a, quite a few times, but ultimately it's going to affect everything from K through 12 education to technical colleges to regular colleges and how the money works, how the tax base works. That's all important to how you live, especially when you're trying to be competitive because the way the world is changing, you almost have to have something in order to even be competitive for a regular job. Absolutely. And with education, how well, how does does the state fund schools no. the same? Because you know some schools are like poorly funded, and it's like, man, they really need a lot. Well, how how does how do we get money to those schools that doesn't have the income that they need? Those actually, I'm learning that process right now. Mm 
Um, I really can't give you a solid answer. Um, I will we'll be doing budget week on March 11th, and that'll be the first time that I ever get to really see how we do the state's budget, where we give all the money to and how we balance it and how it all works together. Um, you know, maybe we can come back later and I can tell you how that worked out. Absolutely. But I heard it's a very long week and we go to sometimes midnight, two in the morning, I heard. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing how we come to the conclusion of who gets what. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's some schools you're like, man, how how in the world in the school that I actually went to, I went that? to uh, Jonesville uh, Middle School. My, my middle school was was 7th through 12th grade. So we was middle school and high school together. But they ended up closing us down and we ended up going to Union Union High School. So they called it Union County. But it was just, we were a very small school. I mean, I loved the school, but it was just so small that they, they closed it down and combined it. So it's like- Well, high- some of the money you get is based on the enrollment mm-hmm. per people. You get like a certain amount of money per student um, that's enrolled. I know that's one facet of it. So if your enrollment goes down, you know, they try to consolidate districts mm-hmm. by consolidating districts. Instead of you having two superintendents, one for like 10 kids and one for 20, just you'll have one for all 30, which means you can save money from paying one and use it somewhere else. So I know that's one thing that they like to do. But again, we'll have to come back after budget week and then I can tell you more about how that works. Another thing I want to talk about with education wise is I actually had a teacher, Taylor Spencer, on last week and we were talking about entrepreneurship and how schools should kind of teach some kind of course about entrepreneurship and instead of just teaching us you know make good grades and go work for somebody else all the time how, how do you feel about entrepreneurship I am very is that something they need to learn more i definitely think entrepreneurship and money management is something that should be taught in high school um that's when your mind is the most limber i think before you get into your adult life you have so many creative ideas and interests and to not make that so people jump out on it is it makes no sense. Again, this whole waiting to succeed thing, you know, Jordan has blown that out of the water. He's 19. And he opened Absolutely. his first brick and mortar store. Mm-hmm. And when they say brick and mortar is harder than anything else because you have so much overhead. But he's managed to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, again, breaking the mold, sending that messaging. So, yeah, I do think schools need yeah. Definitely need those courses. And like we were saying earlier, like I don't know how old you are, but they didn't really teach us how old. They didn't tell you how old. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But they didn't really teach us. I'm I'm 26, but I just felt like when we were growing up, they didn't really teach us about entrepreneurship. And and nowadays, I see it more and more now, and I feel like there's something that needs to be brought to the forefront more often. You know, kind of, you know, creating your own opportunity and working for yourself. Because if something happens at a job and the company closes down, then you know, right, right. What do you have? You're right. So You're right. I, I think that's that's so important. But um, is there is there anything else that we we need to pay attention to going forward this year? No, I think um, for, for the for this year, education is going to be the biggest hitter that you have. Just keep an eye on that and how it affects your districts. Um, I work with a lot of the representatives, and I think that we all have a good heart for what we need to get done. But again, how we do it, we might differ on that. So that's definitely something you want to keep an eye on and talk to your legislator about. You know, is is there anybody that um that's planning on running for president that you see that kind of stands out as of right now? Not really. Um, Honestly, this is the learning phase. 
So standing out, is it important right now? Mm, it's the learning phase. Everybody's mm-hmm. kind of getting a feel for who's in the race and what they're about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people should be. Um, in the black community, we like to we like to not go to events based on who we don't like, based on the sound bites that the news gives us. Mm-hmm. And I am talking down on that so hard. I discourage you from doing that. If you can go to an event where there's a live candidate and you can get a feel for who they are in person, do that. I don't care what your friends say. I don't care if they say, oh, man, I can't believe you went. Get your own opinion. Formulate your own opinion. It's so important because the news will sell you what sells. Absolutely. Period. They will. They've done it time and time again. And then and, we believe it. And we'll believe it mm-hmm. time and time again. Yeah, all the time. So at some point, we have got to do something different. How, how important would you say is the black vote when it comes to election time? The black vote is solid. The mm-hmm. black vote is key. Like, listen, you can't win a presidency without the black vote. Mm-hmm. Period. We, we are now voting better than we have. And we're starting to understand the value of our vote now, I think. So... I really think the black vote is super important, but I think that we have to be wise in how we make our decisions. Mm-hmm. And definitely, um, again, not giving leeway to others and not ourselves. Um, one, one of the things that, that I saw a lot of people, like I said, Banner and Killer Mike other, and other actors, they'll say is we need to hold these politicians more accountable and ask them specifically what are they going to do for the black agenda as far as help helping African-Americans. What, what should we, how, how do we hold them accountable? So two things. Don't be afraid to directly ask the questions that you want answers to. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the reason why they're there to see you is to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. They know that their business is already in the street. That's not a secret where a lot of us are timid about you know, asking questions. If you want to know why Kamala Harris, you know, prosecuted so many black men when she was a DA, then ask her. I don't know what her answer will be, but ask her. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get a feel for whether or not she's telling you the truth in person, right? You can make that decision based on what she says. I don't know what her answer might be, but we have got to do that. And then on the back end, if you vote somebody in, especially with local elections, that is not doing their job, if you threaten to vote them out or if you start speaking against not, not re-election, re-electing them, listen, they will move on your issue. You got to hold them to the fire. You got to email, text, call, email, text. Even if y'all just set up an email group that goes to all the House members and you want to email and text all of us, not just yours, all of us, because even though your issue is... Uh, directly related to your representative, you need all of our votes to pass the law that you want. Mm-hmm. So you want to email all of us or text all of us. That way we all know that you're standing on top of your head about whatever mm-hmm. it is you want. So you guys really pay attention to when you get complaints about, hey, we, we need to, we need you to get this done and we're going to vote for somebody else? Or, or so a lot of times they're like, ah, we don't, we don't want to. You do? We hear you. Okay. And we get a lot of, we, got a, we get a lot of uh, responses to things, so we might not always be able to email back every single person. But you better be, you better be sure we see it. I, I mean, I've had bills that I didn't even know the number of. But I got so many emails. I was like, man, what is this? Let me go look at. Let me see what it is. I didn't even know what it was. They was emailing before I even knew what it was. So the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Do, do you? 
it's, it's so many laws and things that, that pass by. How, are you able to keep up with every single thing that, that goes on? Or? I'm not. It's, there's no way. It's not united. You have to read it as it comes sometimes. Mm. Sometimes you just have to read it as it comes. Is, is there anything where, where politicians really say, you know, we got this going on, but we don't want the people... The people in the community to know about it, so it's like something that they just keep to themselves. No, I haven't seen any of that. Okay. I haven't seen any of that. Now that the information can be hard to access, but I haven't blatantly heard anybody trying to withhold any information mm-hmm. from their community for any reason. Okay, that's fine. Um, my final question. Um, oh, first and also before we got here, you you made history. Can you tell us how you actually made history before? I, I meant to ask you that earlier. I am the first black woman to be ever elected to uh, District 117 for Brooklyn and Charleston County. That's awesome. And the final, my final question is, what is your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal is to actually make laws and amend laws that would directly benefit those living in my community. Um, the working person. I am the voice of the working person, the the single mother, and the uh, the youth. Um, because I think that people campaign using us. They like to get us for our vote, but then a lot of times they don't feel like they they're addressing our needs and issues. And so we don't want to be used anymore. Absolutely. Well, Miss Simmons, I want to thank you so much for your time. Like this was. Actually, on the fly, wasn't expected, but I want to thank you for stopping by the Cross the Line podcast. Before we get out of here, do you have any advice or tell people how they can find you? You can find me on Facebook at Crystal Simmons for SC House, or you can find me on Twitter at Crystal underscore Simmons, (laughs) possibly switched around Simmons underscore Crystal, K-R-Y-S-T-L-E. All right. Thank you, Ms. Simmons. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Till next time, this is the Cross the Line Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.